Welcome to Two Pauls in a Pod. I'm Paul Reid. And I'm Paul Merriman. So, Paul Merriman, what do we have coming up for this episode? Well, Paul Reid, we have <laughs> David Hall on this episode. We are going to talk to David Hall about all things to do with housing and the housing crisis. Uh, I'm probably selfishly doing this episode or suggesting him for this episode, Paul, no. um, because, yeah, I just want to get to the bottom of the housing crisis a bit more. I think David's the guy to bring us through it. So, let's go have a chat with David. I think it'd be brilliant for everyone to listen to. And you know, it's not been selfish at all. I'd be really, really interested in this one. Let's do it. David, you're very welcome to the podcast. Uh, thanks very much for taking the time out thanks to chat to us. Two uh, Pauls is like, I don't know what it's like, a Muppet show or something. I don't know. <laughs> it feels like it. It's great to not have to remember a name to say Paul. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Someone's got to answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Muppets. Yeah, Someone's got to go. answer. The two grumpy men in, yeah. the, in the box in the Muppets. That's yeah, what no, I feel no, like. Someone just answered Paul. Great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so look, we're here today. We've asked you to come in to have a chat with us about the housing crisis uh, and the absolute nightmare that is the Irish property uh, scene at the moment uh, for house buyers. Before that, can you give, um, I suppose, our listeners a background on you, first of all? What was doing it? Why don't you take it away? So I think my own background comes on a professional basis from an, an ambulance service where I have a private ambulance company, Lifeline Ambulance Service. Historically, I would have started in the not-for-profit sector through founding the Make-A-Wish Foundation, would have run it for 10 years on a voluntary basis, would have had Ronan Keating, set up the Marie Keating Foundation, chaired his board for 10 years, and then the crash came. Mm-hmm. And as bored as it was, I decided to get involved in debt. Uh, and what relevance it has to other things I have actually no idea still and can't answer that question so I spent the last 10 years involved in people involved in mortgage debt and from there came obviously a component of that is housing because the issue of debt became turned from being mortgages and being in arrears to actually being a housing crisis as opposed to debt no one really cares about owning a bank any money anymore or a vulture fund it's housing now Yeah. Mm. Um, so as I say I would have had a significant history around charitable organisations and then set up the Irish Mortgage Holders Organisation where we would have resolved about 20,000 22,000 mortgages wow. would have done about a quarter of the bankruptcies in the state on a, on a voluntary basis managed to get extract some funds from banks to fund us and then in 2017 and 18 set up iCare Housing as an approved housing body and we would be the fastest approved housing body now in the state with 100 million of assets 520 houses and 1400 tenants iCare Housing I care housing, yeah. I had a full what head of hair. over the last 20 years? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Travelled? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Gro- grown the massage? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's well, that has taken 20 years, years to grow. <laughs> it looks like it's... Yeah, yeah. Another <laughs> 20 to go. Yeah. Looks yeah, I'm hanging on to anything I can at the moment. Come on. <laughs> so I'm very shy and, and not opinionated. Tell. Yeah, not opinionated. At all, yeah. And look, I suppose... Yeah, you the, <laughs> you're going to get slaughtered. Oh, yeah, cheers. Thanks. Uh, so That's I suppose the, the reason why I've had you in is, yeah, obviously from an opinionating point of view, um, and I've seen, especially since the, the financial crisis, I suppose, in 2007, 2008, I've seen the amount of work you've done to help people, especially those that got into mortgage arrears and um, had nobody to talk to or no to fight with them against the banks. Um, and then also most recently with iCare. Can we start for, again, for listeners and viewers, we want to kind of call this, remember you're going to call this episode the big housing crisis or the big housing party. Break it down to people. What's the problem? In your opinion, what is the problem? Outside of supply, because everyone knows the supply is the problem, to be fair. But what else do you think is causing this? Is it politicians? Is it planning? Is it just a mix of so many things? But if you think of housing in the context of it's probably the biggest single social calamity we have at the moment. And when you, when you ask the question, what's the problem? It's a very interesting question. And I don't mean that in an academic way because I couldn't yeah. care less for the academic choice. But what is the information we have? How much does it cost to build an apartment? Yeah. We don't actually know. Why is that? How many houses do we need? We don't actually know. Yeah. So when you actually think of the problem, what is the problem? We actually don't know yeah. because we hear every reports from every vested interest group and in the organisation yeah. who decide to hire a PR firm and say, oh, I'll go on Morning Ireland and I'll announce something this morning to say, we need 50,000 houses. How many do we need? Where in the world does a housing for all programme for government set a number of houses that we need at 29,000 for last year? Yeah. We got 31,500, but then the same report says we need 35,000. Yeah. So when your starting point is having a number of homes less than you say you need as a government to begin the policy. And in my view, there's three components to the housing people listening and and, and watching today. Those who can always afford to buy houses who've got a couple of quid and it's just a matter of a choice where they want to go. It's a transaction. It's it's straightforward. And you, they're a bunch of your clients be the same thing. Your next bunch of your clients is the same thing again as people are the 300,000 renters. 
who have an obsessive compulsive disorder driven by a dysfunctionality to say why am I paying Johnny the landlord 1600 quid when I could buy my own place 100% and everyone says oh that's a bold thing a bad thing but they forget when a very important marker to mark about renters renters in Ireland don't have the luxury as other European countries have of a 30 year lease yeah or so there's no security and Zero you can't do anything even the, even the pets no pets in the house you know they can't do the property up themselves they can't really change anything um, and again they have no security tenor so no. they're, 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 they're bunched big, they're in big trouble and the third category of those who are homeless and who are poor and always have been poor and always will be poor so you've got three categories of people and I think the, the renters the big challenge is going to be around building planning supply how do you get supply we all need how do you get shovels in the ground to actually deliver on houses one of the big issues is the builders have problems with money like they have to try and finance the stuff yeah. and they're getting mezzanine finance and you know there's a whole bunch the of cost of that compared to what they should be getting it's horrendous stuff. shocking stuff and then they're having a look at the Ukrainian war they're looking at the Israeli conflict and saying can Johnny and Jane or Johnny and Johnny buy the house off me in 12 months or 18 months time mm. where am I going to be with interest rates where are they going to be with interest rates will this central bank have changed its rules how many banks will it be in the country in 18 months time so there's a massive level of uncertainty mm. so with a banking crisis we pumped 64 billion into the bank crisis. We drafted legislation. Just, just, just let's say that figure again for everybody. Oh, it's so mind blowing. <laughs> 64 billion, billion, billion of our money, yeah. of our money, uh, known loss of jobs, of our money after the screw up. 298 pages of legislation was drafted in a heartbeat. Everyone was locked in, literally locked in to the Leinster House and locked mm-hmm. in Leinster House, uh, both physically and alcoholically <laughs> uh, during that 24 or 48 hour period and we managed to deal with a crisis of that magnitude miraculously and for some bizarre reason we can't grapple with and housing forget anyone's view if, if anyone who's looking at this from a housing perspective and is in a house because a lot of people are looking at this saying yeah. I'm in my house I've got my house I've got my mortgage I can afford to pay for it all the other peasants can't what's their problem mentally physically economically the country needs houses I don't think there's many of those people left to be fair I know where you're coming from there's a few people that kind of they look after themselves and you know I've got my house I don't even want planning around the corner because no you can't plan or you can't build anything near me but I think it's become such an issue for the country that I think everybody's now on the side of how do we solve this issue like it's literally all you hear these days no matter what, where you go even when you're abroad you still hear people talking about the Irish housing crisis. I actually seen uh, the New York Times had it on the front page here a couple of weeks ago yeah. in relation to the issue we have with the housing crisis. They took a teacher who had to travel like two odd hours to get to work. Um, and, you know, so it's even getting to the New York Times stage, oh, you're kind of laughing. I was looking at it, it going, yeah. they haven't got a clue what they're doing over there. Some and Danish friends f- recently, the same thing. They were just like talking about the Irish rent. Yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ, yeah, in Denmark, Copenhagen. Yeah, people people yeah. understand. The big employers, you've got Ryan, everyone going to buy their own houses, Ryanair, Google. This is one of the articles yeah. that I'd sent to Paul during the week to say, check this out. So I suppose, let's start there. Um, the Ryanair article to me, and hope I'm not going to get too slaughtered for this, but I was like, fair folks, You know, as an employer, I know other people are moaning saying that, you know, from a Ryanair point of view, this is how they're going to keep the staff. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you, when your employer pays for your housing, you're kind of got linked to them and tied to them. And this is the way keeping staff on low salaries and blah, blah, blah. I went, as an employer myself, I think this is brilliant. You know, if you can go out and you can actually buy your houses mm-hmm. for people. And obviously you're locking people out, etc. But I remember years ago, Guinnesses did this in Dublin. Guinnesses did this and there wasn't a problem with it. They provided housing for people because they had to, they had to live near the brewery. House though, and Guinness. everyone thought... So the, the army did it. Yeah. The everyone health thought, service did it. Everyone thought they were heroes. Guards did it. Yeah. Guards had houses. Yeah. So, and the, the local priests had them. Like all of the various yeah. categories. Like that, that was the solution. Yeah. And, and if you look at it, we did it. And everyone forgets this. We did it already. But mm-hmm. why did we do it? Because we needed to do it. Yeah. And now we've got Google looking at and, and loads and loads and loads of employers. Some employers who indeed were our small landlords are looking and trying to use their exist their own properties for, for staff. small cafes and yeah. delis and stuff yeah. to have their own staff in it because of the housing crisis and it has a massive impact. So mm. soon enough you're going to be able to be housed if some of the lads are the way you can't even drive into town. You'll yeah. be on a, your bicycle will be strapped outside to your pod yeah. and you'll be potting around town on your electric bike. But you can't get housed. And like you look at the, the planning system that's there, the financial system, the banking system. Like we, this is a crisis and we underuse the word, but but why why is it? But it shouldn't be under underused because it 100% is a crisis. In every aspect 100% is a crisis yeah. in every aspect. I, I noticed, an art, I read an article with you recently, David, when you were talking about it's the most common basic need for people. I think that's being forgotten about here, isn't it? I, I think You're kind I, of saying, yeah. That I was in before the Rockless Committee, and and one of the commentary was was around housing and stuff, and we always bring back and say, like, it, it is the most 
important thing from a humanity, from a dignity perspective, from socialising, from life, from mental health. The actual cost of a house, by the way, other features have never been factored within it. How, yeah. how what the impact is and what the cost of the state is. Mental health. Going to have one, yeah. oh, the state is even you know people employment. The 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 having category of people and caliber of people to be able to be employed. We're looking at actually looking for people in within the sector, looking at apprenticeships and stuff. You can't get them without people being able to accommodate it somewhere. Yeah. So it is a massive impact on everybody. It's not just bricks and mortar. And I think that's the key part is it's a very important part of bricks and mortar but it's not just bricks and mortar mm, it yeah. is the lifeblood of any functioning society. economy yeah. and society. Yeah, yeah, you're dead right. It's a psyche as well of the whole the whole country as you say is obsessed with it now and talking about it that's completely when they can't get on to And as well as that for employers coming in I mean one thing the likes of um, just talk about maybe Apple and the Google I actually heard a good one the other day that uh, D4 is now called G4 after Google <laughs> they call no it G4 rather than D4 I but heard D Fortress the other day for the first time D Fortress no for the rugby GAs no, sorry. <laughs> um, just on the on the Ryanair <clears throat> thing with that um, like you know, they're saying that it's for the first year of someone's new employment. Is that what the deal is going to be or is that just a proposed kind of... But I, 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 I would agree with you on this one, Paul, saying it's no one's business. No one's business. In, in a fundraise, like, this is a company and, and, and leave aside your pros and cons of the company, I think they've probably revolutionised our entire economy, mm-hmm. uh, Ryanair. But not, notwithstanding that, they have had to counteract a failure of policy. Mm-hmm. They can't allow their staff, the staff can't gain access. And it's not just gaining access. When we say housing, everyone's obsessed with buying a house. Yeah, I'm talking about homeless people having somewhere to stay, mm-hmm. people being able to rent, people being able to buy, upscaling or upscaling to a second property or, or trading up. Yeah, moving from down. your two bed apartment <clears> to the three bed, <throat> you know, or a three bed house up to a four or five bed if you have more children. But it's even, it's like the main thing about the housing crisis for me, because we deal with, you know, dealt with tens of thousands of clients uh, of my career from a mortgage point of view. But it's now coming where people are saying we're not having kids. Yeah. You know, because we're afraid that the banks won't give us the more afraid of cash. Like, it has such a knock on into society. But yet, I suppose the real reason I wanted David in was, uh, number one, completely value what you do, obviously value your opinion. But what can we do? Which we'll get in a couple of seconds, but mm-hmm. we need to find out what would be the possible solutions and we can trash them out between us. But I suppose for listeners again and viewers, we're, we're, we're talking about, you know, the size, the, the, the scale of the problem. We don't really know what it is. And you're, you're right. We don't know how many houses we need and we don't know what to do. I don't feel that this is on top of the government's agenda though. And I just never have felt it. I don't know whether you feel the same, but no. I just don't get a sense of urgency around housing. I get it that it's passed around <clears throat> and it's been, you know, long finger to a certain extent and even the extra couple of billion that's knocking around uh, trying to get commitment from government to put it towards housing seems to be a struggle for some reason. And even when you look at the the, the planning permissions, right, right from the top of the government right the way through into local councils, right the way down to the builder turning the sod and the site, it just seems to be blocker after blocker after blocker after blocker. And like I said, we did it before. We could lock ourselves into the door. They could lock themselves into the door for 24, 48 hours and solve a problem. We did this in the 80s when everyone was living in the city centre in tenements. Uh, this is the 80s. And we were able to build housing estate after housing estate outright towards West Tyler, from Tyler right away to Clendalkin, right over towards Finglas. All these estates were developed trying to get people out of the tenements and out of the city centre of Dublin, the most, which was a crisis. The most solid structurally sound houses. You drive up to Crumlin. Yeah. Everyone in the country should drive up the main road in Crumlin yeah, and yeah. have a look at those houses. Mm. Anyone in the world would be delighted to have one of those yeah. houses. We did it. We have done it. And, and we and could do it again. This the, is the thing. The, the urgency and the emergency is missing. Yeah. And the yeah. bureaucracy. But how? Sorry, again, sorry, and, and just because you're so closer to government than we will ever be, uh, you know, and you've been in the Oireachtas, you've been in, you've, you've, you've been in it, everywhere yeah. from the point of view of, of your experience. How is it being missed and how is it not that urgent? Because it's, it just, I think viewers and listeners are going to probably agree with this and say, yeah, this doesn't seem to be that big of a deal to the politicians. How do they uh, keep is it, it off? Or have we got them wrong? No, I think I think I think you know I, I think the politicians are trying. I think uh, like Dara O'Brien, the minister, would be trying. But you know, you ultimately you go back to the Ryanair example. You're, you're bringing in a politician irrespective of their qualification into a department and whatever the department is, yeah. effectively the CEO of a multi-billion-euro operation by one person's choice. Mm. The Taoiseach says, "Paul, I'm giving you a three and a half billion euro gig." Paul isn't able to tie, tie his shoelaces. Yeah. Yeah. But you've got a three and a half billion euro gig because a bunch of lads out in Artane elected you. Mm-hmm. Well done. 
you're going to solve our housing it's crisis. It's outrageous, but that's the same with every politician. No, 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 no. Same, same is, with every politician's political crisis. But I, what I don't, don't understand right is, people. but if you're, if, you're, if you're the CEO, you're mm. the de facto CEO, the public are going to hold you responsible for it. Yeah. Darrell Bryan has made progress, 100% made yeah. progress, but ultimately... He's a great guy, by the way, just to say. No, no. Yeah, I've worked through in the past well, a few <clears> different things in relation to what they've done for the, the uh, Help the Boys scheme and Help the Promoters, opposed to the Ask Paul brand. Uh, and he's like, I hate this criticism that he gets, but the job is ridiculously big. No, and, and actually, my next point is exactly what you just said. If you've got an emergency, why have you got six other departments added yeah, onto your department? Yeah, yeah. You don't need it. Lunacy. You don't need then, it. You, so focused. Then you've got a bunch of other people on, on the other side turn and say, oh no, we don't want any more ministers. Who gives a shit? We have an emergency and a crisis here that we want everyone's attention being drawn to. I don't want to see him down launching this referendum because it falls under his department and all the polling booths come under his department. Some forest comes under his department mm. and a hedgehog. This is housing. That's lunacy. This is emergency. Like someone's <clears> drowning, <throat> you, tr- you decide what you're going to throw into them and you throw it in. You don't have, have to go say, I'll be back to you in a minute. I've got another department over here to do. Yeah, so you so identify so. the urgency and the seriousness there and then you make radical decisions. I'm not talking about crazy Looney Tune decisions. I'm talking about radical decisions. Why, if there's been 16 blocks of apartment built in a certain area, does it take 18 months to get one block of apartments where everyone in the street knows it's going to be done? Why is Johnny down in County Clare allowed to object to somebody mm. building a block of apartments up in Carrick Mines mm. at yeah. no cost no risk to themselves while the 300,000 renters who want to buy and others are massively disenfranchised why is it we have state lending through the Housing Finance Agency to approved housing bodies at a flat rate of 3% or now 3.7% why isn't that extended to developers like developers mm. and landlords are being but deemed. developers are being the big bad wolf here oh, everyone forgets that the place they're living in is probably sorry, sorry has been built by developer I, unless you're self-built which is we, whatever we 2% need, 3% we need, not even. we need developers more than they need us 100%. we need landlords more than they need us everyone yeah. keeps forgetting that yeah. you can have a principled objection say oh no bad bastard landlords you're in big trouble without the landlords yeah. and all that's happened by the way but those 300,000 people renting are renting off landlords completely and, and 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 unfortunately, landlords are being squeezed out. Who who would be a landlord in the current climate? Like I know, I know my 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 dad is apartment and stuff, and looking at it the other day, saying two and a half grand is got on the tracker. Unfortunately, mm. two and a half grand is his rent, or is his mortgage, and his rent is two and a half grand. He's paying yeah, so tax on the rent. They, for most of the financial planning consultations we've done, honestly, over the last couple of years, when people come in for financial planning consultation and they have a rental property, the majority of the voices are sell it yeah. because mm-hmm. the rent and the tax you pay on the rent isn't covering the mortgage. And I'm saying to clients. You're paying, say, seven, eight hundred quid a month. You're paying ten grand a year for someone else to live in your house, mm. which is actually what happens. You're it's providing bonkers. the service to the state. Yeah, you're providing the state. So the state is now claiming that they put you're providing that three hundred thousand, whatever amount of the houses yeah. are many people are renting. It's shocking. You're saying no, you need to sell the property now. I hate saying that to the clients because they're saying okay, and the clients, and I'm not just saying this because they're my clients, but I'm gonna say ninety nine percent of them automatically go. Oh, what about the tenant? They feel mm. responsible yeah, for yeah, the tenant yeah. that's in the house. That's the advantage of the small landlord. Yeah, that is. The, and, and they all say, no, they can't. I have to give it to them first. So I want a couple say to me, would you mind meeting with them to see could yeah. they possibly buy it off as first, but, even reduce the price, just to make sure a tenant is kicked out? So you, again, you have citizens doing no, the job of the government. Very, like, that, that example is the most important. If you were a tenant, you don't understand. You want the small landlord 100%. to be your landlord. Exactly. You don't understand. You don't want the funds. You don't want, you don't want the funds to take over in Victoria Street in London or someone over in New, in York, New York deciding here, move Fuck that block on. You're care. gone. Pack your bags. You're gone. hundred percent. So but I give you two 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 examples to my mind to summarise housing for me. So I care. We built three small houses in Artane, uh, in a housing in Artane. I did a TikTok video. In no, no dance, but I did a TikTok video. <laughs> in, in, in the, I've seen you dance. No, I didn't do a dance. Didn't do a dance. <laughs> I've been under pressure to do dancing, but I haven't done the dancing just yet. I did a TikTok video in the front room, one of the houses. Phenomenally built house. We're handing over the keys. Great day to hand over the keys to three families. The following day, the local authority rang the office, the eye care office, and said, We saw David's TikTok. Um, who's paying for the white goods? The washing machine, dishware, whatever's in the Fridge. kitchen. Fridge. Washing machine, yeah. dishwasher. And the girl said, what are you talking about? Said, well, it's not in the budget. The white goods aren't in the budget. Now, I made a policy that we're going to, any properties we buy, be they vacant homes and convert them to social housing, we're going to put a floor in them and they're white goods. The current policy at the moment is not to put white goods in it. The per- current bureaucratic policy is that if you get access to a house and you go in, now bearing in mind, entry level to the house, it means you're goosed. You've got poor. You're under. You're under pressure getting this house. Already getting. You're already you're under only, pressure. You're only being charged twenty five or twenty six quid. We got. <clears throat> so you're already in big trouble. 
But actually, the state's policy currently is go chase down the community welfare officer. Go get your voucher. Go up to Harvey Norman's, wherever it is, or DID. Go get your fridge. Fridge! To put your milk in. And now go back to your poor house and live in it with the fridge. And they said to me, well, where... And now, I won't repeat what the answer was given. The explanation was a very technical explanation that was given. I think it, it was a very short uh, explanation and involved two words. And I said, no, no, that's our policy now on a dignity basis. I'm not having somebody run around half of Dublin yeah. looking. And, and, and that was one example to say, like, so, so from a coordination perspective, and this is a very simple, low-level example, 15 million is spent by the community welfare officers on white goods. And you'd imagine that you'd have it done centrally in the one place and that they would be insisting that I would actually have the fridge in the house. Of course. And an Makes sense. From a dignity perspective and an organisation perspective and, Basic, and yeah. a safety and... But st- even that dignity, that's what I'm thinking. That, that what's lost here, and I think maybe you've answered my question mm. from the very from, from the first question I asked when we sat down, the, the problem, what is this problem? Maybe it's a lack of care. Maybe it's a dignity uh, right the way through the whole system because that, that story in itself, having someone to say there's a house um, you know, and you know you're under mad. They're under massive financial pressure. Probably have kids or whatever's going on in their personal lives, but they're expecting to run around town like a headless chicken with a voucher for a welfare officer and back to have F- find and, the welfare officer first. Yeah, yeah. find the welfare officer the voucher, first. Yeah, then but find there's the a bit of dignity involved in not having to do. It's a bit you're kind of losing dignity. But it's that dignity way. and bureaucracy yeah. combined, and both of those are uh, missing, and that's what has the sense of urgency gone. Yeah. And the other example is a lady. There was a lady at the Late Late Show, Lisa Brady. She went public in her story. Three kids, lovely woman in Clondalkin, in a rent pressure zone. Nine fifty is the rent. The landlord met him, lovely man, and been very, very helpful. He could get 1900 in the area at the moment. So the state's policy now, given that that's a rent pressure zone for her is, so Lisa, you present yourself as being homeless because we can't give you any more rent other than the 950 HAP. That's all we can give you for the area because he can't increase the rent. We're not allowed, mm. allowing him to increase rent. You present yourself as being homeless and we as a state and, and, and we as the taxpayers will now pay a grand a week for you and your kids. Forget dignity into a B&B somewhere rather than actually sitting down and saying, hold on a minute now, this is bullshit. Oh, okay, Johnny, God. we're going to give you the 1900 uh, a month. 1900 a month. A grand extra a month, not a week. And now we're in a house and a home with three young kids, safe, secure, and uh, dignity in place. No, 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 no. You present yourself as being homeless. Have to present yourself as being homeless, right? First and, of all, yeah. And then be fucked into a B&B yeah. with your kids. With kids, yeah. Right? Where you don't have your own, you know, Let's say you didn't care. Let's didn't care about Lisa. Let's yeah. say you sitting there saying, don't be shy about Lisa. The lad who doesn't care should be jumping up and down and saying, I'm paying a grand for that a week yeah, instead of a grand a month and a solution done and nobody coming in. So so how do you solve that? Well, you just, on a, on a case-by-case basis, that's a five-minute conversation that happens overnight. We don't have the ability to do deal commercially and people mix up commercial with profit and, and money. It's not that. It, it is when it comes to taxpayers' money. It's our money these clowns are fucking around. Yeah. It's yeah. our money. So forget dignity for a minute. On a pure pound for pound basis, yeah. there so should be a riot. How solve that? Is that, the, is that the, 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 the local council saying, right, we have somebody that has the power or the decision-making capabilities because what that screams of is a lack of... That, that, that example is it doesn't say yes. The box says no. So you have to go to the next department, which is... A legislative exemption to allow for uh, a sort of a, a modification to the rent pressure zone if it's better for the family and cheaper for the exchequer. Simple. But how do you but that get is, them to but do that's, that, that, That's so fucking simple. But why is it not done? Yeah. Because the, when you're doing things at a scale in government, what's been done is it's been done on a mass scale. It's like the affordable housing. The affordable housing is a great idea. Cost rental, great idea. But once you get officials involved and bureaucracy comes involved, yeah. it is designed to fail. It's designed to make it as complicated yeah, as humanly possible. Problem, and, and anyone filling out the forms and just fill it, just make the application, she'd be tortured. You just say, oh, fuck, I'll stay homeless. Yeah. Well, I'm going to fill another form. It's, yeah. it's an undignified process, but it's unnecessary. So it's been like that for for decades. We 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 complicate the most simple things known to man. The annoying part is just think of this. Back to origin when we started, two hundred ninety eight pages of legislation, sixty four billion euros because a bunch of banks fucked up. Hmm. Just yeah. n- nothing else. And it was important to stabilise the state. It was. And it was a crisis. It was a crisis. And they solved it, in fairness. So was this. Yeah. No, no you're right. And they, and they can't Canada, solve yeah. it. And, and they're spending way more money than so they ever spent on the I'm going to tell a story, and I am sorry for telling it, but I think it's an apt time to talk about this story. So I was asked um, for the uh, Finnegal Thinking down to the horse and jockey. Um, 
Darren rang me. We did a bit few things with Darren in relation to social media, promoting to help the boy, the local authority loan. Some very, very good schemes that he's introduced in. And it was, I think it was a Thursday morning. It'd been down since the Wednesday. This is the annual kind of lock-in. All the press and media, farmers were outside protesting. Uh, so they said, come in, we're doing our now we're on housing with all the, the government. I think, I think the, the, the lock-ins like that are the, what are they called? Think-ins. Uh, the think-ins. They have most of lock-in, every, all that's lock-ins. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was a lock-in. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they had, uh, they had um, every every TD anyway and most all the ministers that were there were there so I think there was like seven or eight of them over the night throw over a knife from the night before got down uh, it was supposed to start at 10 o'clock so this is the annual thinking if you like um, and Dara is presenting to all the TDs anyone that's kind of in government from all different jurisdictions around the country and I'm on the stage this is like auditorium Um I'm on the stage with Dara, another really good guy from Wicklow who's done a lot with his constituency in relation to showing people. Dara's point was that although they think the ministers and the public think that the schemes are difficult and because there's so much legislation, so much reading, obviously I know from a plain English point of view as the help the boy is totally ground up to 300,000, what you can use to help the boy where it's a shared equity scheme, the first home scheme or the local authority law. So you asked me to come along to present this to the TDs. 10 past 10, six of them. Oh, this doesn't right. it. Yeah. Right. Quarter past Michael Martin. Twenty past. Twenty-five past. Fifteen of them. Twenty of them by half. One asleep by twenty-five. Day. And I never felt so sorry for it. And I rang my dad on the way out because I was delighted to be asked down, to be fair. Um and I was like to be involved thinking this is a thinking mm. with all the politicians. Change could happen, yeah. They're too far removed from the problem. There's no way you could be at your annual thinking, and me and Martin was there. Now, to me, so we've got over 100 staff now, and if I was at our annual conference, and I thought that half the staff weren't there, they were out having a fag and bed still for the night before, wherever they were, I'm not saying it sacked them, but it wouldn't be far off going up and fucking dragging them out of bed and getting them in for something that was so important to my agenda as a my company. Yeah. And I think that's why every TD wasn't there trying to find out how they could improve housing what these schemes meant for the constituents but also why they weren't there to support Dara to let Dara know as the head of housing that they have they he has That's their right. backing yeah, yeah. and I left fucking fuming I was driving back in the car I think around five or six people and my brother-in-law Dave and my dad and so my brother Sarah I, and I, I was just mean? fuming and and that's where I think I'm not hanging out Finnegal to, 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 to dry here by the way and what they were doing and I know probably privilege of got asked and it was great but I was just so disappointed because I went down with so much hope saying I've been asked to go into the politicians help them help their constituents <clears throat> break down and they didn't give a fuck can I ask is, fair. It, is are people not turning up to those things and, and various other things like that uh, TDs and stuff because if they do and they put their hand up, they will uh, they will get the responsibility to deal with a lot more. Let me see. You, 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 make, you make one fatal mistake. The fatal mistake before you left Dublin that day was believing that the people in that room run the country. And can no, no, no. This is You're very, right. This, no, yeah. Very, very serious. Yeah. Like I would love nothing more than Dara Bryan to be running the Department of Housing yeah. and have no Department of Housing present and be Minister for Housing. So the fatal mistake everyone makes in thinking they're a politician. I don't understand how the politicians haven't grappled with this, including, say, Stephen Donnelly in Health, say, where the public think he's the CEO. He's not actually the CEO, um, but he gets the blame for everything. Dara Bryan's getting yeah, the blame get for, blame for everything. No, they're all getting the blame. And actually, they're great guys. They're, yeah, but they just know where the power is. And the thinking you'd be better off being at is the thinking in the Department of Housing, where they rarely let anybody in there to have that conversation in the abyss. And that's the problem, is that those people know the rules and f- unfortunately the public still think like I did I'm going and, down to speak as a politician or everyone that's voted in hmm. I'm in a room with them thinking it's going to make a difference but they weren't there because they knew it but it's make a big a issue for them any politician you talk to now is now seeing throughout the entire constituency 80% of the constituency but clinics is housing that's why I couldn't understand why they weren't all there and finding out how hmm. do we explain this to our constituencies how do we get them on the property ladder what can they do and not even when they were there they didn't even want to be there to be fair to the majority of them that's Daryl O'Brien ringing saying oh, shut Mary man up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah look that's just my and they're just saying they're far removed but maybe I've got it wrong maybe you're right David maybe you know they know that they've no control here but then the public don't did you know that I didn't did know, you know that? that no so I didn't yeah. know that no, but here now, and I, like, 
But you're not saying I think I should now, but I didn't know that. I went yeah. into that room fully thinking that these are the guys that make decisions. Here, yeah. You have the Tonnerster there, T Shock and Tonnerster. And then we had um, Daryl Breen, head of housing. But he's not the head of housing. No, he's not the head of housing. Yeah, exactly. The department of housing. And that's the problem is that actually the politicians have a role to play in it. They should be in charge. And I actually think they've missed a trick because I think the public want them. The public are demanding they be in charge. Yeah. I want the Minister for Housing to actually be in charge of housing. Okay, so let's break this down for everybody because this genuinely, this is, I'm really enjoying this, as I knew it would. Who and what are in charge? Civil servants. Right. The, the permanent government. Yes, Minister. It, it's, it's like, there's no, it's just, it's just, no, it's no, just that's not being smart at all. No, this no, no, is, no, no, this no, is, no, that's no, it. Because, yeah. but like, there's three people in this room. We're all a little if, bit gone. What the fuck? If I want a housing policy change tomorrow morning, yeah. you know, I'll go to Darren. Darren O'Brien. And Darren will pick the phone up in a heartbeat. Yeah. Now, he will support it. Yeah. And he will understand it. He'll want to meet and discuss it. But I know I have others to influence beforehand. Why? Why is that? No one, anyone wants something happening in my business, my company, or yours. And they go to me. See, yeah. they know Sorry, why is made. that though? I mean, it's you can tell us how it works. Because they're, so they're sitting there because the civil servants are there all the time, where the the, the politicians change. Yeah, they that's know, really what it is. Civil servants there for fifty years in his career yeah. or her career. Yeah, yeah. And they're running the show, and the politicians are kind of the guys like, well, what we see. The rumours, the rumour at the moment, if you look at the political, depending on the politi- the opinion polls, stuff saying then say Owner Breen becomes the next housing minister. Yeah, but the politicians will change. And the infrastructure and the civil servants will stay the same. Mm-hmm. And they look at the minister and say, yes, minister, but here's what you do. And very little has actually changed given the urgency. And it is it is completely at odds with public opinion, mm-hmm. the, the speed of change. So yeah. if I'm not just bearing me trying <clears throat> to say this without making a balls of it, who and how many of these are actually running housing for the country because I know there's civil service behind Dara O'Brien for argument's sake and I understand that process I understand that point who are they where are they are they in the Department of Housing just are they in other different jurisdictions are they got like as in at departmental or other? are they in civil servants in like county councils where are they? Where are they sitting? What are they doing? Customs House is the HQ. Great. And some brilliant civil servants there. No, so not, not digital no, no. civil servants, but we, by we the remember, public sector. We remember that there are, you know, comfortable, as I call them, yeah. civil servants. And then you've got the local authorities all over the country. So if you want to rent, another great example of the dysfunctionality is there's 98 rent calculators for social housing rent in the country. They don't have 98 counties. The 98 <laughs> I thought it was Zimbabwe we were in again the, mo- so, the more you say um, the more I want to go why yeah, that, like yeah. the whole but time but that's it but why is there even 26 so you know there's a lot of it back to yeah. the planning why isn't it brought in centrally whereby the same consistent speed allocation and organisation where you run it like a production line everyone gets obsessed about so, how much someone needs to know about housing so David this isn't rocket science though let's call it a spade a spade no this isn't rocket science <clears throat> This is 26 counties, no matter how many councils are in each, each county, one state. It doesn't make a difference if you have someone going for, in theory, if you have someone going for a house in Dublin that is an unmarried person, um, someone that's homeless, whatever situation is, it should be the same across the 26 counties, <clears throat> but obviously at a lesser, lesser price depending on the value of the property. How have we ended up with 96 calculators and so many different... Just all different, all different variations. Now, some, some are necessary because of different sorts of sets of circumstances. That's okay, yeah. But it's not... There's no coincidence. But, but why is... So the different well, sets of circumstances is income. It's, it's an obsession it's a, about... It's, it's an obsession... It's an obsession about everyone having its own independent state, mm-hmm. its own individual council, town council, uh, county council, having its own parameters and its own guidelines, rather than being centralised or cons- made more consistent. And, you know, it, it's just so frustrating to have a policy around bedrooms you know how many bedrooms some family can have and the right to move bedrooms the income thresholds being there in relation to the incomes in different counties like Dublin's different each county's got a different threshold for household income I know but it should all go off the value of the property surely if you have a house just for argument's sake mm-hmm. simplicity wise yeah. you have a house in South County Dublin costs half a million and you have a house in Longford not picking up Longford for just example goes down in Centre Parks recently for 200 grand or 250 grand it's 50% so if you need 80 grand income for the house in Dublin or 40 grand income for the house in Dublin surely it's 20 grand for the house in Longford yeah or not like that, that like yeah, it can't yeah, yeah. it can't be that complicated no, but it's, it's just it's not it's not the connectivity I know it's kids then will have yeah but even on the connectivity needs. like 
the we have four apartments and need more on, on the same thing with the, the the way the rental structure like the, the way we as an improved housing body or anybody goes to buy a house it's a very simple calculator it's a very public calculator on how you do it but like you know the the biggest delay now for activating houses is the lack of connectivity for ESB and uh, water right so would you believe that there is no direct link for social housing to connect a house for ESB or Irish water so we're now in a queue in Papin Road and in Edenmore for four apartments and two houses we have we're in a queue empty finished ready to go housing crisis homeless crisis everyone waiting in sleeping bags I have two three bed houses empty and I have four apartments three one beds and a two bed empty what am I waiting on? some genius has told me that I've got to give 21 days notice to the local residents because I'm in a queue the same as I am at a normal house despite the local authority paying me to build these houses and fund them they're empty today like that's criminal in the current climate. That's the type of bullshit you're dealing with. That's criminal. You've got the white goods bonanza. You've got properties empty. There's nobody in the world in a housing crisis. That's like turning around and saying, oh, there's three hospital beds empty over there. You can't line them. Should there be uproar? That's what's happening every day. The number of vacant homes not ready to be active at the moment. I've got, let's say, the four apartments, the two houses, and someone, do you know anyone? Are, imagine asking somebody in the middle of a housing crisis, to activate a house for social housing purposes do you know anyone in Irish Water uh, that's the Department of Housing's job no direct line no direct intervention if you're a TD so apparently someone in the Department of Housing can't ring Irish Water and say connect that fucking house tomorrow just have a line the same yeah. as the TDs have to the passport no, but it should office. be tomorrow because it, it should be if it's the crisis of our homeless that should be ahead of anything else if you've got a coherent joined up thinking to say we need 35,000 houses we need 5,000 of them to be social houses we need two lads over here, two girls over here in an office to run and say, when you're ready to activate the house, you ring them, they go to Irish Water, we keep that pathway yeah. flowing. We keep the whole thing flowing and we have bodies in houses as quick as possible. Mm. But Dave, I'm, I'm a pro- probably, you're probably the same, same chain that everyone here. I am wound up listening to that. Like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm actually, actually tensioning in yeah, my yeah, shoulders. Yeah, actually, but it brings me uh, uh, really on to, th- th- I'm kind of in shock about all that stuff. I don't, I don't know why I shouldn't be in shock really with what's going on. But, what needs to change? But you, where do you start? Well, where you start? So let's let's the, let's, the basic stuff on. we just said. I'm I'm now the T shock. I ring you and say, right, I need you to sort this out. What would you do? I think, well, and that's not criticism no, at Dara or anybody else. No, any of his just, jobs or no, no, if, comes so in. So I think I think the way the way you've asked is if I'm doing it on my own without having to ask anybody else. Yeah, because that's the challenge at the moment is you come up with an idea and you go and it's say, how are you civil people, servants? Yeah. How are you getting on? I have an idea, and twenty say, ah, you're mad. No, we're not doing that. Shall we? we tried that twenty years ago and we can't do it. Yeah. So I think there's a couple of things. The first thing is planning should come in centrally. Yeah. Planning is a very much a very straightforward academic process where very well qualified people do it, but it needs to be done at the same pace. Same consistency, same integrity yeah. at the one time. Headbangers can't be allowed to challenge stuff. Legitimate challenges can happen. Headbanger challenge can't happen. How do you yeah, differentiate between two? Oh, I know how you know them straight Johnny, away. No, I know. If Johnny is living in County Clare and he's objected to five or six different properties around yeah. the place that he can't even spell the name of the place, there's a yeah, technical there, problem Johnny, there. Johnny, yeah. look to you, off you go, you're yeah. gone. So I think you know we need to be fixing problems by having the stuff that's there. Developers are an integral part of this. They must be given certainty. They must be given lending at a, and guaranteed lending mm-hmm. at a particular rate. That must happen because without them, we're wasting our time. Yeah. And crucifying them and having a go at them and people thinking jumping up and down saying big bad bastard profit and uh, lads waste your time saying landlords if we have that adoption of a policy and plan that's there it's an ignorance and it is a clear unfortunate ignorance Ignorance, across the board that is critical to do it that's not to say someone can't gouge the system you can't be allowed to gouge the system. But that's another thing that's happened. Well, a lot of people are talking about it. They're talking about it but again and then we need data. So but like the most simple thing is imagine in a housing crisis not being able to say how much it costs to build an apartment in each county. Just just think, our house. I can't tell you today how much it costs to build. I can tell you the average from Dublin City Council of 430 grand for an apartment over the last three years from their data. But I can't actually tell you no housing body in the state or entity in the state charged with being charged housing can turn around. We've had all these rumours saying, oh, if you build an apartment, it's more expensive. You go up, it's more expensive. You go wider, it's more expensive. It's like a diet plan. And the moment, and next thing, so turn and say, how much to build a fucking house, lads? Yeah. How much to build? Like, 430 grand, the lads make, I don't care if the yeah, builders make David, 80 grand. Yeah, like I said earlier on, I'm originally from Tala, right? And Tala is built with thousands of houses at a fucking same three bed terrace house, mm-hmm. semi days, and the terrace. And they were built in the 80s and they're bulletproof. They're amazing houses. Front garden, back garden, 
estates with playgrounds in them. Like this well, is this is forty years ago. You'd be afraid of the houses. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Pirates would be afraid, be afraid of those houses. No, but they're bulletproof. You send my same crumbs on Ruby Fingers and the whole west of uh, west of, of of Dublin. And there's loads around the country, just pick it because I'm from Tala. But our estate we're from a Tala village is called Glenview. Um and you know there's still like obviously it's still there but my mum and dad bought I think in the in the, in the 70s uh, I wasn't even born just for the record um, but they're bulletproof and if somebody without technology just say back in the 70s or the 60s when we were designed there wasn't that much planning required to be fair there was no technology pretty no technology it was lads <clears> on site Building. building imagine building a house and you could buy the county county council could build them and you could you could buy the house my mum and dad bought the house lucky enough other people are getting them off the, the council or the council council mortgages. Mm. They're the most logical things in the world. Then we just stop building houses. But how can we not just go back to saying if you, there's so much green space around Dublin. If you look at London, if you're flying to London, look out the window, you can't see anything no. other than houses. Look out at the Dublin airport, all you can see is fucking green everywhere. Yeah. We, took own, just, we took ownership of the banks and we managed them and the same with housing. We built in the council in the 50s. We built houses, record yeah. numbers of houses, social houses, affordable houses. The affordable housing scheme Dara Bryan's introduced very, very good, but too complicated, too complex. This needs radical and unfortunately radical doesn't sit well with housing but unfortunately genuinely need radical simplistic radical I'm not talking about complicated radical which is we turn around to the builders and say we are going to hire you for five years Yeah, we're going to lock Here's down this market here's supply of money that we can get from the European Central Bank at a really low You'll interest rate you make your couple of quid, yeah. no problem with it. Exactly. But we are basically going to de facto employ you for five years and we're going to slow down the system. Reduce the even way, the corporate, whatever you need to do to get them Don't apply for some stupid planning because no is the answer. This is the only show in town. Social, affordable and private. And this is what it looks like. You need the plans already laid out. Boom, done. And we'll give them to you and come in and we'll, we'll have a central place to do it. And you do a little radical thinking to do it. And you try, what have you got to lose? Like the other part about this, some of this stuff is you've nothing to lose. Like this, you're not operating on a brain. Yeah. You can kill some of the lad. You can't. You just run and say the worst thing they can do is you build an extra thousand houses. That's the only that's the only outcome that could happen is a couple of thousand extra houses get built. But you turn around and the developers get certainty. Developers get lending the money and guaranteed and the public then are able to have a look and say, We can buy these. And we've got a whole host of other transport infrastructural problems. Yeah. You have a whole host of joinings. You look at um the transport, you talk about the talent and stuff. One of the things I'm looking at talent in the back backing on is talent with City West saying, yeah. Well the greatest stupidest decisions, if there's is such a word, is allowing City West be sold and was owned by the I state know. for twenty nine million. You have a fucking train station at the back. You have houses that are a, a, play, a golf course. Don't mind the golf course. Scrap the golf an course. Infrastructure. And build houses. There was an infrastructure. And a place you could house homeless people yeah. and move them into houses. Yeah. But there's no commerciality in housing. It is boring, undignified, academic, and needs to be radicalised. And you can't lose. The worst thing that can happen is you build too many houses. Mm. Does that come with? as you say radicalise a change in government not Colin Foon uh, but does that come it's not with, a change in government because again the problem is once you, as David has rightly I said know, for it's, example it's once you change the, the government it's the people in the background from the department the, the, the housing department and that's the problem but it's can, the housing can, issue again I'm not calling for anything whatever but can a change in government change or shake up those people I, 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 actually I, not I, to get too not to get too political you don't want me to, uh, going on top of that question mm. there Paul so Let's just talk about Sinn Féin for argument's sake, right? So Sinn Féin say they have a housing plan, they have everything else. We're more or less saying Sinn Féin get into power, just if they did tomorrow, which is not probably going to happen. But if they did, the next election won't happen. But if they did, if it did <clears throat> nothing would change. That's what we're saying here because it's, it's just another party for four years and the same people running housing and the housing department housing down custom case are still there. But that's what I mean. Like so the, it doesn't make it a difference. If she puts Piers Doherty in. No, well, I, I don't know. I think like, like, like Owen O'Brien now would be um, very, very competent, very coherent and, and very understanding and has most certainly his finger on the pulse. And it's funny, you know, it's it's actually difficult because I've seen, I've worked with Owen and worked with Dara Bryan. You look at both of them and you say, you know what? You actually don't have much of a difference between yeah. you. Yeah, uh, you're both decent people who want to very do the right nice thing. guys. Like, so it, it is. It defies all logic. There's nobody in the country who doesn't want the same solution. Mm. This is the madness. This is actually when you look at it politically, the public go back saying this is all a bit mad actually. So Daryl O'Brien wants exactly the same thing as Owen O'Brien. Slightly different philosophy how to get it, but ultimately they've got no control. They have dictate the policies and stuff, but ultimately the Department of Finance and uh, deeper. To, to, to determine what happens from a budgetary perspective what state intervention is going to be mm-hmm. and ultimately the housing policy is dictated by it's supposed to be a government but controlled by uh, officials and unfor- unfortunately those officials will still be in place if Owen O'Brien is Minister for Housing Is there yeah. a head official 
in that department. Oh yeah, Secretary General. Yeah, yeah. And like, there's good people there. Like, I'm not. No, the Secretary General doesn't look after the housing. Does Secretary General of each, each department has one? Housing yeah. has its own Secretary General. Yeah. Yeah. Housing. So the Secretary General of Department of Housing, it would be in charge of all of the civil servants from uh, housing and from the local government. And then the local government have its own infrastructure as well. But again, it is, you know, it, it, Ireland's a small country. Like we're not a big country to have such a diverse landscape in relation to officials, in relation to structures and infrastructures when we're looking for one commonality, which is to have accessible, affordable homes and social house for those who are the most vulnerable in the state and having the budgetary. So the other madness, sorry, jumping around, the other madness is, so the state will pay 36 grand for Billy, who's an addict, and we'd put him into a hostel. Yeah. 36 grand, right? David will find a bed for Billy in Housing First. Hello, Billy. Come into Housing First. Here's the bed. They pay nothing towards Billy's rehabilitation or help when I put him into a house. So Billy's better off staying in the damn hostel. Yeah, because he gets the, the help. fucked. So hold on, Billy. We're going to give you the underhousing first. We're going to stick you in the bed and we're going to transfer the 36 grand, the funding. And remember this sort of concept of the money follows the patient. Yep. Money follows the punter. And now, Billy, in you go. And we're going to now wrap around those services with you and make sure we But he fund. can't leave the system. If he goes to you for the house, he can't leave the system. But I'm not incentivized to take him. I, yeah. I, I, I'm taking on a person who I know is challenged and I need to ensure that the McVeary Trust or the Focus or Simon or someone's minding Billy and looking after Billy and bringing him across. Because the Housing First model is a great model where you put somebody into a house and put the wraparound services yeah. around them. But I need certainty around that. That wrapping around. But from a cost perspective, he's in a homeless service. The funding terminates because it's a different... Department. Okay, next next on my list to discuss in relation to stupidity. Now, this is this <laughs> is gonna wind you up. You might have the figures off the top of your head or estimated figures. Um yeah, don't tell them what I earn every year. That's <laughs> that's a joke. Hap. Literally. Hap. So hap is when you go and you find a house, you have X amount of income mm. and you're in a house. Um <clears> gonna <throat> use an example of someone living maybe out in um and now just say Sandyford out by my way uh, and they're on HAP and they have a couple of kids and they're getting maybe 15 or 1600 quid off the HAP and the HAP just goes straight to that landlord or that house there is tens hundreds of thousands millions of years going out towards the landlord to keep the people in the house but you can't support a person to buy the house even though the rent is there what so is the solution? Th so there's a billion going out in HAP to rent a accommodation loan a year and and I, I, there's two parts of HAP that, that infuriate me one is it's it's effectively a temporary subsidy that doesn't again it's an emergency. no certainty no certainty and it doesn't go back to the overall strategy you take the whole thing back and put it all into the one pot and say that money is best served being he helped with the help to buy scheme yeah so that thousand euros rather than fifteen hundred it would be better served giving it to the same family in the context of being able to buy, buy a, a house now again yeah. we don't have the properties which is the biggest overall but challenge. they're in them yeah. they're in them we could buy them back but also if I am. Um, a mortgage holder in arrears. Yeah. Why haven't I afforded the same opportunity as an affordable yeah. uh, purchase where I'm not given a, a mortgage HAP to allow me to stay in my property? But HAP is a big slush fund. It's one of the biggest slush funds that's an emergency response for a failure. So it's a, actually, a, it had to be derived because it was an abject failure. But the billion a year has gone, gone then. Let's just, <clears throat> just remember that. So in five years' time, there'll be five billion spent on keeping people in HAP rather than helping them buy the house and pay the mortgage with no certainty because most with no certainty no certainty because yeah. any of those landlords can sell and go into the market yeah. and back to the whole LinkedIn and they're back in and they can't part. find the, as well as that I find the problem for people in HAP is because there's lack of supply especially those with kids to be fair the kids are in the local school they're in the local community and then the kids are whipped out because they have to go into homelessness so the kids are in the HAP getting the rent paid and the landlord goes to sell the house and that person who's been living in the house with the government money can't get the government money to buy the house. Yeah. A lady said to me one day, she said, you know, David, January is your new year. I sort of wished her a happy new year. She said, September is my new year when the kids go back to school. So September is my beginning of my year because mm -hmm. I have no certainty around where I'm going to be. So every time I start a year in September, I, now, I calculate my calendar then has the residential tenancies board number of days notice I have to be given as I'm a year longer and every single time I'm in the property so like it has no certainty like we don't have the, the back to the dignity, dignity. it's, it's but fucking it, gone but that's your head gasket yeah. you can remember that's everyone's head gasket I know it is and, and there's no accounting for the stress and the hassle that involves that and you say you add on and some family extends a family has a child and you know trying to have a bike in a, an apartment upstairs and then they've held it there's a whole raft of things that link now I believe fundamentally 
the most politicians and the uh, civil servants' intentions are 100% honourable. We know what their intentions are, what they want to do. I think they're missing the radical part and I think I would love to see a more coherent approach between the different politicians. And I don't believe the public and the voters will take too kindly to pot, cheap pot shots being taken at different politicians it, rather than trying to target the singular issue of accommodation and housing. It is an absolutely cornerstone. Yeah. It's as important as health because it's directly linked to health now in relation to solving this problem. Mm. By the way, we're just we're not trying to slaughter um, any politician here or having a go with anybody. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, we, I think they're doing you know the best they can possibly do what they've been given. Daryl Bryan but, says to me, Daryl Bryan will say to me, keep having a go. Yeah. Like they don't, they want solutions. Yeah, they're, they do. They're not, they do. That's what they want. Nice they don't guy. care if you have a bit of a pop at them and have a dig at them and yeah. publicly have a go at them. He, if I ring him in the morning, and haven't had a slice him today, he'll answer the phone. Yeah. So they want solutions. Yeah. They're corralled because of the structure they're in. I'm not in that structure. We're not in that structure. Mm-hmm. We could say and do as we want. We don't have that responsibility. We have experience of of a dysfunctional system that I believe has some radical solutions that could be taken that are affordable and reasonable and relevant that haven't been ignored by the officials and I think it's time that they need to be done and I think the politicians will suffer the next election as a direct result of this inaction So, so David let's go back just before we finish up because this has got but I'm, I'm intrigued by the conversation and I presume listeners will be too let's go back to the false promises by parties again I'm going to go at Sinn Féin or any other whether it's an independent or anybody they're not going to solve this. Like, as in, they're, they're, like, it's down to... There's no your back. No, there's no... No, there's not, is well, there? This, this one, because it comes to the end as well, I did want to, and I was really conscious of uh, uh, ending on some hope. Because <laughs> I'm so wound up. But, but what is... Uh, not, what is the hope? Tell us. There's nothing. Uh, no, uh, but just what's the... Because you're saying that, yeah, they're not going to solve it, and we and the structure's, you know, um, there to... But it's worse. Like, t- today, the homeless figures are announced again. 15, yeah. 13,500 again. One of the most shameful, disgraceful, and disgusting, abject failures of people who are irrelevant to the system now. But also of the thirteen and a half thousand, we're funding their temporary accommodation at a yeah. most higher cost than ours. Yeah. The other question, the the, the the magical question that was solved, that suddenly gone off the agenda, is modular homes. Where yeah, are they? I was going to ask you about that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Where are they? They yeah. work. They're proven to work. Imagine modular homes was an, in, in a solution, not ideal. But absolutely, it's a short-term term very, very solution. Yeah. solution. They still can't get that up off the ground. Imagine a solution that works, that's available to you in a crisis, temporary as it might be. That you can't use. That you can't use. Why can't you use it? Because of bullshit bureaucracy. You can't use it. Why has it been taken off the agenda? Bullshit right? bureaucracy. It's, it's where's so it gone? Agenda, they, yeah. they should be all done. They had big procure. They're all the procurement rules, tendering and stuff. We have to get value for money. But I laugh when I hear value for money and procurement in the context of billions being pumped out for HAP, for hostels, for B and Bs, for hotels, for tents, for all sorts of services being done. There's so much. Actually, much being actually said the fucking word tents. Isn't oh, yeah. it? Like it's actually yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's just in but vocabulary uh, now, which is just. Yeah. No, but it's even worse than that because it's actually worse. The biggest demonstration of a failure of a housing and a homeless system is when a homeless person prefers a tent than a hostel because of the risks involved in the hostel. hostel. So that actually summarises the abject failure and the inhumane nature that happens. And Father Peter, many others will have said it for years, don't be castigating these people who want to stay in a tent. Mm -hmm. It's not because they're there by choice. And previous officials have said, oh no, they're there, but they're there by choice because your system's fucked. Mm. And they can't go to sleep without checking if their mobile phone is something else or someone's shooting up beside them. So when you have that level of dysfunctionality in a system that you're paying for, that we are paying for. I think that's the thing that everyone forgets that it's a taxpayer's money. Everyone thinks it's not our problem or mm. mention the person sitting in their house has had their has their has their house or sitting pretty paying their mortgage. They should be fine. hopping, not for because they, they they're, they're, they're probably paying more the tax. Yeah, they're probably the paying more tax in that situation. And, and they should be saying, well, why mm. am I paying for this? Why is the money leaking that way? Why is it not going to more services? Why is it not I going try, to the hospital? Why is it not going somewhere? And see try to do something with it. Try to do something with it. Uh, so it's a big, big thing. What you're saying just there. Try like no one's gonna. Uh, you could always turn around if it doesn't work in just a way. At least try something. If I'm appointed as a minister any department. I want to go out in a blaze of glory. Yeah. I want the local officials and local people to turn around and re-elect me and say, listen, a little bit was done, but I fucking saw him try. Yeah. And I think the that's testament... That's slogan now, the poster for you. Now, oh, I, that's the testament is, try. Try and fail. Yeah. Try again. Try and again. it's the age, age of... Be seen to try. Don't accept. Don't listen to the normal policies. Don't listen to normal waffle. Because why? They have failed. Yeah. 
So David, just to, to kind of give, break this down for me. I get appointed as the housing minister tomorrow. I want to go in. I'm not saying you do this. I don't know who the secretary general even is. Okay, but just what we're saying is they're kind of really run the show in the background. I want to sack him and I want to put in Michael O'Leary. Can I do it? No, and I, I think, but I think it's a great question because, and it's not specific to the Department of, of Housing. It's to my it's mind, any, to yeah. my mind, it's all departments. If a minister comes in, if I was appointed minister of any department tomorrow morning, I want to appoint a secretary general to that department. No disrespect to the existing one; they might be brilliant, they might not be brilliant. But if I'm coming in for a couple of years' term, I want a, go, like the advisors. I got two advisors, yeah. but actually, I've also be- always believed that the secretary general should be a temporary role that only stays for the duration of that minister. Yeah, I honestly thought it was. Yeah, yeah I'd be yeah. No, to my mind, existed. to my yeah. mind, I don't believe, and I could be wrong, but I don't believe any secretary general has ever been sacked. A few have resigned so, and a few stuff, but I don't believe any have been sacked and so replaced. If you're, so, if you're secretary general of the department of whatever, let's just so this isn't about how. Well, actually, it's about how I'm secretary general of housing, and on whatever age. I can't be sacked and I'm there to retirement age unless I want to go myself. It's yeah, you're civil servants, permanent civil servants. Yeah, you can't sack them, of course. No. So, but so, you can't even get them out of the job and get somebody else in if you want it. No, and then you've got a couple of officials who then you hope get on with the Secretary General. They hope to get on. You're, you're two advisors, so you get your, your minister gets your two advisors. Like, it, it is designed to fail and it isn't designed to do as the public think it's designed which is actually to solve problems coherently. That's where my biggest problem here is. That's where, and that's probably where all of our failures are, mm. as in the three of us, mm. Shane, behind the scenes there. But that's yeah. where we're kind of going. Yeah, we didn't notice. We thought yeah. it was, uh, yeah. you know, just the, the, the Sounds the like a football manager coming into a club and not being able to... Do anything. Do yeah. anything, yeah. yeah. Just, and you know. you're basically coming in and the, the, there's a permanent structure in place. You and are being saying, appointed that's the to head up that department, but yeah. they already have a boss. You mm. remember this. You're rocking in and he or she has their team. Mm. You are the boss's boss but that boss that boss is there for a long time before you showed up and be there when up. you're gone as well yeah and they know where all the skeletons are so I, I think I think from, from that perspective it's, it's a it's a very dysfunctional system Did anyone ever see the film um, or the programme in America where your woman's the lawyer her name's Olivia something the good wife no I don't remember that no it's a really good it's about the political landscape in America it's about the president Veep, ha- Veep. Veep. no what no <laughs> <laughs> fucking Veep oh get on Veep it's brilliant no not Veep well, I got scandal. a lost Scandal Scandal oh, I've never seen that <clears throat> anyone, did anyone ever no. see Scandal mm. you haven't seen Scandal yeah. get on Scandal watch Scandal Veep is very different this feels like <laughs> but what we're talking about here feels like an episode of Scandal when you can see in the American thing you know how the political yeah, yeah, yeah. landscape works behind yeah. in that show sorry just the kind of sidebar but, but one of uh, the interesting things would be if an in- independent entity came in to assess the competency of departments and officials you know I'd love to know same applies to any organisation yeah yeah but David any organisation because it's commercial they have it you know they put in like you see every organisation what's the big consultancy firm that everyone uses or centre everyone uses yeah. for years you know you have a business something's going wrong with the business you bring in the consultants the consultants come in they tell you what's going wrong with the business even your own order whatever it is and that's a normal practice but the fact is and what's really clear here this is going to be disheartening to finish this podcast on this now is that nothing is actually going to change. And all this is a two-part series. And the next episode of this podcast for next week, we're unfortunately, and I hate saying this, we're going to have to talk about how people can look after their own shit because relying on these guys to do it, I say this nearly every time, we're just relying on the wrong people. You have to get up yourself. And I feel very sorry for people that can't, people on social welfare, people in homeless, people in addiction, they're just being failed and failed and failed again. But this system is not going to change. Because it can't. This is a business. It's, it's, it's not going to the change. The first mistake that's been made is housing is a business. And for some bizarre reason, politicians and commentators can say, big bad bastard landlords, big bad bastard developers, but don't actually understand housing is a business. The mm-hmm. whole business of housing is a business and failure to accept that. And if you're running a business, you've got to run a business, mm. not a policy shop, not a talking shop. You'd run it like a business. And it is commercial. And it needs to be dealt with in a commercial way. The same as health, the same as other departments as well. But it's not, David. Like if I went into my office tomorrow and I thought that everyone felt that they could just stay there till retirement age and just get pay rises and have a guaranteed pension when they're leaving. I'm sorry, I'm not having a go at every single civil servant. There's a lot of people do a phenomenal job in the public civil service, whatever you want to call them. Phenomenal jobs. When it gets to this heads of failures of certain departments, 
I think if you ask anyone to, that's listening to this, do you think Housen has failed? It has. And it is failing on a continual basis. And until that's challenged, which it sounds like it can't be challenged because the Everything can be challenged, though. Yeah, it, can, it should be, and it maybe hopefully will be in the yeah. future. But yeah. until that gets challenged, it's not going to be. No. Until somebody walks into that department and says, I'm ripping up the rule book, and we're actually looking at this like it's a commercial business, and we're going to run this like a commercial the, business the and admission, make decisions. Yeah, the admission of failure, though, gone. is when you set the bar down to your 29,000, yeah. when you know you need 35. All your reports tell you you need 35,000 yeah, houses, yeah. but at least give yourself a shot and say, I'm going to do 29, because I had a little look at the numbers, and it looks like we're going to come in over 29,000. And we'll have a look at them for next year and say, our target next year now is. 32 what do you think the target should be the target should be minimum of 35,000 yeah I would have thought much higher now I would have said 40 I would say 40, 40, 50,000 but but then because when you fail with that 5 carries on every year you see Hmm. take them all over yeah you take everyone over you control everyone in a fair equitable manner and you save yourself a fortune it is not about paying them more money there's obsession about paying everyone more money to get shit done you've got to pay for things and the problem is privately secretly and quietly we're paying billions for shite Hmm. That's the best way to leave that episode. We're paying billions for a shite. Unfortunately, we can't end it on a high. I, I, Joe, I actually hate to leave this episode here. I feel like we should actually be. Uh, we we should have done drink this. I want to go on the piss yeah, now. we should have yeah. done this. In, <laughs> we should have done this in uh, Grogan's or something, yeah. uh, and just had a rake well, of Guinness can... and actually solved the world's problems. But David, sorry, just just, just on the on the on the finishing note, you mentioned if you were, would you ever run? Would you ever go again? What would you think on it as a? I, 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 I think unfortunately politics is a terrible job yeah. I, ran, I ran in the by-election in Dublin yeah. West in 2016 great experience and you know probably uh, sadly I think politicians get a very bad deal I think there's a lot of headbangers give them a lot of grief I think it's very underpaid I think there's unqualified people within politics ultimately government and political departments and stuff are in charge of vast sums of money very serious government policy public policy and require certain levels of qualification and experience there's no money in the world would allow me jump back into politics again. I have a, you know, a profile of having a bit of a pop at banks and vultures and stuff and that, and that has an impact on you mm-hmm. because you get a little more scrutiny. So my ambulance company accounts get published in the papers every year, despite me not being a public representative. Um, anything I do, I'm watched a bit closer than I should because you decide to stick your head above the parapet and it comes at a cost and a price. Yeah. And I'm not an elected representative. And that has an impact on people and family, whereby politicians to have people stand outside your home, shout at you and abuse your staff and stuff is completely horribly yeah, unacceptable. Yeah. Politicians are brave. And I think in the future, we're going to be at a great loss because of the calibre of politicians who mm. enter politics because of assholes. Yeah. Yeah. And to answer your question is, I, 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 I wouldn't run for election again. Um, I will help and I will any politician that's there and indeed from a housing and from a mortgage perspective we deal with all politicians from yeah. all parties and we'll continue to do so um, one of the best weeks I had was the programme for government in 2016 it was like being in Disneyland when the uh, <laughs> independent uh, TDs and the Fine Gael reforming government I was in for the week and it was like being in Disneyland as a as a political buff and it was great crack but ultimately I have a lot of respect for politicians who stick at it uh, but ultimately I think the state is going to be at a massive disservice for the calibre of people we need to solve the big problems we have because of the environment that's created at the moment. Do you think, I'm going to finish, I have so many questions to ask you, but we'll go for a point and ask you, but do you think, I've always said this, um, I'm not ditching you, I think you'll be great to get involved. I'd love to just get Michael O'Leary and just dump him in one of the departments and say, right, sort it out. Is it a lack of, again, we're not having to go with department officials per se on this one, but is it just again a lack of experience? I just think there's a so there's a lack of commerciality that you see in the private sector towards the public sector. Do you think that would that's be? No, that's it. It, it, is, it, it is. It's it, not about it? profit. And when someone says commerciality, it's not yeah. about profit. Some no, it's people, not about. It's just commerciality. Choke thinking. on the word commerciality because they yeah. they're. It's not about profit. No, at all. no, no, no. No, it's about yeah. Run Go back to the rent pressure zone. Mm. The inability to save the state and to help a lady and her kids from a dignity perspective and do the right thing and save money for the state. When you can't align saving money hmm. and doing the right thing, when you're, you're impeded from doing lost. that, game yeah. over. Yeah. yeah so right. it's those commercial, and that that decision, everyone, and, and the old part when it came to mortgage rears, where you really used to frustrate me now is, everyone used to say it's case by case. Well, why isn't it case by case now? Mm. It's case by case when it fucking suits you. Yeah, that's actually very true when it comes to mortgage rears, yeah. It was case by case. Yeah. This is case by case. Let Lisa stay in her house. Change the thing. Move on. Yeah. Because you can't have collateral damage for stupid policies. 
and when the, when Lisa and her kids are the collateral damage from that and we then collectively the taxpayer are paying for it and it's going to cost us a fortune to administer that cock up that's Looney Tune stuff yeah and if you don't get the small things right you've got no chance of getting the big things right yeah so Paul you wanted to finish on all on hope sorry about that Paul yeah no it's it, it is it's brilliantly um, I'm wound up but at the same time I've learned a hell of a lot from you David which really, I knew really, you would and sorry I did as well mm. I think Shane has uh, and I hopefully listeners have today as well uh, David thanks uh, very much for giving us the time to come in and chat to us today it's been superb uh, to say the least Incredible. Um, and uh, thanks for everything you do because I, I know you have done a lot for society outside of being in the political landscape and especially for those that have been in mortgage arrears especially with iCare House and especially for the, the, the compassion you hold to, to, to everything I just mentioned so thank you and uh, fair play thanks guys for listeners what we want to say is next week's episode we're going to bring you the hope that you were probably looking for in this episode. So forget about the politicians. Next week, we're going to talk about what you can do for yourself to look after your own house. Because it's evident from today's episode that you need to look after your own house. And we're going to take you through a step-by-step guide of how you're going to do that. I can't wait for this one.